What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's Word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. And guess what week it is? I said, guess what week it is? Oh, tomorrow is my birthday. Okay, my birthday is like my most favorite holiday. Like, you know how they're like, oh, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year? No, my birthday is for me. <laughs> okay, so I will be turning 30 years old tomorrow. I am so just excited for what God is going to do in the next decade of my life. He's done a lot of refining um, in this decade of my life. And I'm like, what's next? Like, I feel like hip hop here. Like, go, 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 go. Okay, that's how I feel. <laughs> so I am... Um, just so grateful to be seeing 30. There are some people who did not do that. Um, and I know some people personally who, you know, unfortunately passed before making it to the age of 30. And I really am just super excited. They say that you find so much about yourself, um, in your 30s. And I honestly feel like I learned a lot about myself in my 20s. Um, and so what we're going to do today um, I am not going to be before y'all long, child, because I got things to do for my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I have been on a social media hiatus, sabbatical, taking a break, deleted the apps, all the things. Um, and I really just wanted to share with you guys a post that I made. Um, well, kind of make this episode based off of a post that I made. I love Facebook memories. Um, if you know me, you know that I love Facebook memories. I have this obsession with them because they just remind me of like how far God brought me. So maybe not even like a month or two ago, one of my posts popped up from when I was like 17. Oh, oh my God. Girl, who told you to use the number three as an E? Who said that that was cute? Who told you to be out here? cussing on the internet who said that was cute why are all of your letters one is big and one is small how long did it take you to type that on your razor <laughs> this is me talking to 17 year old me like girl delete <laughs> so i love facebook memories and so i'm really trying to get into the habit of kind of creating this time capsule for myself through my Facebook memories. Um, and so that way I can like reflect, you know, 10 years from now, five years from now, three years from now, when I'm in the midst of whatever season that God has brought me to um, around my birthday, I will have this message to myself about things that I remember. And like my 20s have been so crazy. Like when I really started to think about it, I'm like, I had so many life um, transitions happen in my 20s, um, I got married. Then I learned how to be married, to stay married. Um, we got pregnant, and then unfortunately, I lost the baby. We, my grandmother moved to heaven. That was a big stinking deal. Um, I refused to say that I lost her because I didn't. We just have a different relationship where I may or may not see her in my dreams from time to time, and I can't pick up the phone and call her, but she's still around. Um, I've had to, I got two and a half degrees, okay, um, because next May is going down, okay, I'm gonna be done with nursing school for real this time, um, so I've, like, graduated, I've moved halfway across the country, like, on an act of faith, I have just done a lot of things that I thought I could never do, that honestly, things that um, I haven't even shared with you guys that I never would have thought I would have fathomed being able to make it through. Um, I've learned so much about God. I've learned so much about myself. Um, 
and just who God has really called me to be. And so this has been crazy. So if there's more to learn, which I know that there is, I'm like, what is next? <laughs> um, and so I'm just really, really excited about what God has coming up next. Like, I really, really, really feel like um, the next decade is just going to be so amazing. And one thing that I feel like I had to um, reflect on is like some of the things that I love about Jesus. And so one thing that I really love about Jesus is his ability to um, know when it's necessary to unplug and recharge. And so, you know, like he was constantly being pulled on in every direction and he was expected to perform, right? The people wanted Jesus to like lead. They wanted him to pray. They wanted him to teach. They wanted him to heal. Um, and he would do those things. He knew to only do the things that God had called him to. And he knew when it would be time to go off and pray by himself. Like, he would leave everybody, leave all the things, leave everything. Um, not that he didn't love those around him, but that he loved them enough to know that he needed to draw a boundary to recharge at the feet of the Father. For him to know that in order for him to perform and lead and feed the thousands and heal and do all of the things in his ministry here on earth, that he had to stay plugged into the source. And that's something that I really, really... Um, am looking forward to being more intentional about um, because I know in this next chapter of my life, God is calling me to some things and I want to be more intentional about being like Jesus in every way, including being able to take a break. Okay? Hence my, my week off of social media. Like, I'm about to take a whole break. Okay? I may or may not answer the phone. That's cool. <laughs> right? Um, and I really feel like one thing my Gigi used to say to me all the time is that I have a tendency to try to be Sharla to everyone all the time. And I be tired, right? Like there are some assignments that are divine and I know that God has graced me for. Um, but I know that in this next season, he's really showing me that I need to allow my yeses to be yeses and my no to be a no. And um, I know that God is really taking me, not just me, but people around me, people that I, you know, that I see, he is really taking us into this uncharted territory. He's calling us to be pioneers and to create, um, you know, heaven on earth for us to be able to start different ministries, to be able to serve people, right? Like, I know that with God on my side, I cannot fail, okay? Because I got that big Joshua Caleb energy in my spirit. Um, but I do be tired. And so that's why my whole sabbatical was really, really key. And I'm really um, excited just to come back and be recharged, to come back and have the time. And I didn't just take time off of social media. Like, I took days off work. Like, oh, I have like created this whole little like four day weekend. I'm taking like, I'm taking time off work. I'm being more intentional about understanding like, okay, sis, you is tired. You is not your best self. You need to stay home. <laughs> um, so, you know, being able to take care of yourself. I know we talk about like self care, self care, and this sounds like very cliche, but it's just the opportunity to recharge, right? The same way you are intentional about charging your phone all the time. You don't leave your house without a phone charger. Like you also need to be recharged. And the way that you do that is you stay plugged into the source, which is God. And so I'm enjoying just being free. <laughs> okay. Like, and I am super excited about everything that God has called me to. I thank everybody in advance for all of the birthday wishes. My husband has this whole like Thursday through Saturday Thing up his sleeves he's been texting my friends like I know he keeps telling me I'm never gonna forget my 30th birthday and I am sure of it <laughs> I am sure I will never forget so um we are gonna take a quick break and when I come back we are gonna discuss these 30 my 30 for 30 my 30 things that I've learned in the last 30 years and I'm excited 
Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. Hey guys, hope you are enjoying the show. Look, Take a minute to go ahead, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode, and leave a review. We love to get feedback from our listeners, and doing this will help us get advertisers that are relevant to our audience. So if you have been blessed by God Goals and Girl Talk, if this is your favorite time of the week, is to spend it with me. First of all, God bless you, sis. I love you. But take some time to go ahead and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode or a bonus episode, and make sure that you you leave a review. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, y'all. So lesson number one, God can. Okay. And, and that's just really it. Like God can, God can do anything. God can be anything. God can, and he will, because if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. Like God can have you move halfway across the country with no family to take the opportunity to get you by yourself, okay? God can have you list your house on Craigslist and sell it with no realtor's license, okay? God can have you quit your job, right, to take care of your father when he's in the hospital and your bills never go unpaid. God can. He can. And he will. And that is really something that I've learned personally in the last 10 years, especially. It's like, God can and he will. He will. Okay? Lesson number two. The only one that has rights to you is God. Shout out to Miss Tanya Lochte, who has just been a blessing in my life. I love you. She said this on a prayer call. And the way it hit my spirit, it does not matter who people think they are to you, what role, before you were anybody else's, you were God's. And he's the only one that you really owe anything to. You can honor people, but honor does not mean that you are subjecting yourself to different things, whether it be misuse, whether it be abuse, whether it be overextending yourself. Honor and, and owing somebody are two different things. So just know that God is the only one that has rights to you. That freed me so deeply. Like the only person that I have to live my life for is the Lord. That's it. Ain't nobody else died for me. The Lord is the only person that I owe my life to. Okay. Um, Lesson number three. Uh, Husband will always eat your food without asking. (laughs) But always has your back. And I really, so this speaks to me on a lot of different levels. I feel like a lot of times very early in our marriage, I was getting very defensive and upset with my husband. And we were having these quarrels about um, things that were preference and not principle, right? So a principle thing is like, you have to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind if you about to be connected to me. Okay, um, but preference is like, bruh, if you eat my food again, I'm gonna suck you out, <laughs> right? So that's not really something that, like, you know, at the core is um, worth arguing over. Now we just, I just buy extra, because he gonna say he don't like it, and he gonna try it when I'm not home, 
and it's gonna be dumb. And that's just my life. <laughs> like, it's fine. Um, but that's something that I really, in any relationship, whether you're married or not, I really encourage you guys to, to like understand like, okay, am I upset about something that's a principal issue? Like, did this person just tell me they were, um, you know, an atheist and they want to get married to me? And I know that that being unequally yoked is not from the Lord. Is that, is that a principal thing? Or am I mad because he leaves the toilet seat up, which is a preference thing. Now, for some people that may be principal, but it's just really, it's for you to decide principal versus preference. But at the end of the day, my husband is my covering, he has my back, my front, my sides, all the things, and he's always looking out for my best interests. And so I think a lot of times, especially for younger married people, like, y'all be trying to go to war with each other, and that is not, <laughs> that is not a good strategy. Like, my husband is not my enemy, he is my partner in this thing, but what the enemy will do is try to make it seem as if you have to defend yourself against somebody that God has divinely put in your life to be a covering for you. And so you just have to really take the opportunity to identify that and then cast everything that's not like God back to the pits of hell where it belongs. Okay? I do be tired of him eating my food, though. <laughs> okay. Number four. Identify. I've learned to identify narcissistic behaviors and manipulation. If you don't know what narcissism is, there's this doctor on YouTube. I'll put the link in the show notes. A lot of people who are in constant quarrel um, have some form of narcissistic personality disorder. And I have educated myself on it. And it has really, really restored some peace in my life to know what I'm dealing with. It's really hard to know what to pray against. It's really hard to have a strategy when you are without knowledge. The Bible tells us that people perish for the lack of knowledge. And so I have really done some identifying of what narcissistic um, behaviors and what narcissistic abuse looks like. And guess what? It's abuse, so you ain't got to tolerate it, and I don't care who they are. I don't care what title they hold. Narcissists really like to be like, oh, well, I've been your best friend for 10 years. Girl, I don't care if you're a narc. Bye. <laughs> like, do not tolerate it. Do not allow people to keep you in bondage. There's a way to pray for them. There's a way to deal with them, and there's a way to set boundaries, hard boundaries, if you think that there's somebody in your life who is narcissistic, please identify it because it will save you so much strife to find out what gaslighting is, to find out what all these different tactics are that are used to almost make you feel like you crazy. And you're like, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I was saying before I started talking to you, <laughs> right? So whether... Any, in any relationship, just to know what spirit you're dealing with so then you can strategically pray and then also implement an action strategy in the physical realm is so, so, so important. It has saved my life, literally my life, to figure out what I was dealing with to say, oh, okay, you're a complete narcissist. That's that's why you are this way. And then I can put boundaries and then I can have an action plan in place for myself to make sure that I'm maintaining my peace, to make sure that I allow myself to continue to have a heart for them and to pray for them instead of having my heart hardened because I just think that they're a booty hoe. And I said booty hoe on this podcast. I sure did. <laughs> um, because that's that literally is what it feels like. And so, you know, to just find out what gaslighting is, to find out the different tactics that they use. Um, it freed me and it allows me to, to just move in, in wisdom and in love. And so I don't care who this person is that may be doing this. And this is with any kind of abusive situation. I feel like a lot, especially in, um, African American culture, we will tolerate stuff because, oh, that's just the way that auntie has always been. No, baby, I don't care who you are. You ain't the Lord. So you're not going to treat me this way. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't care. If you take the title away 
of who they are and you look at the actions, if it is something that if you said, hey, I have this person in my life and they do A, B, C, and D, and somebody goes, oh, girl, you need to get away from them. That sounds toxic. Bye. I love you. But sometimes the best thing that you have to do is to remove yourself from that situation so don't allow titles to get you caught up because if it was really that deep of a relationship you may not be in the position that you are anyway if you are thinking that they're a narcissist does that make sense i hope so okay so lesson number five i got married in my 20s and then i learned how to be and stay married in my 20s Ooh, look bless the lord Oh, my soul. That's how I feel. It is one thing to get married, but when you are learning how to navigate marriage, um, I think I would say this is why all the good, cute, like, love story, romantic comedy movies, they end after the wedding because, child, after that, it get real in the trail, okay? Um, there are just some things that you're learning. Your life is meshing with this other person. And I think that one thing that me and my husband have identified is that we did not do enough of the work beforehand. We were not very understanding as to what our roles in marriage were. And then we did not consult God who created marriage, right? Like you out here trying to put together a life with this person and there's a whole instruction manual and you're not reading it and then when the chair is upside down you're like how did we get here <laughs> right and so I really think and I thank God for just allowing us to navigate that um, in these last 10 years to the point where we are able to help others and that's really what this whole journey is about um, number six be solution-based Complaining is so annoying. Like, when I tell y'all, I don't know, I used to always be here, like, like, let me just be here for a good, like, we call it venting, but really it's just you complaining. Like, you're complaining. Um, it's one thing to say, hey, I have this issue, what do you think? But complaining is just annoying, it's draining, nothing changes. I'm here to listen to you and provide counsel, but what you're not about to do is kill my vibe every day. Because I give you a solution. You're like, oh, no, nah, I just want to fuss. Shut up. <laughs> like, nah, you got the wrong one. We need, we need to get so much better. And by we, I mean me included. Instead of calling other people. Like, if you want to go vent, go talk to God. Because he'll set you straight. <laughs> the Bible talks about murmuring and complaining. And it is such, it's something that has in the last... I want to say the last like two years oh my lord it gets on my nerves like okay so are we going to talk about a solution or you just want to complain because I don't have the energy for that <laughs> um number seven it's okay to not answer your phone return a text etc they gonna live girl like that's one of those things like me trying to be everything to everybody like I would not turn my phone on silent at night, like, I would be up, okay, and I would be out here, and guess what, unnecessito, they are gonna live, they're gonna live, you being awake, and my grandma, when my Gigi told me, when we talked about me moving, and she, um, she got diagnosed with, um, her cancer metastasizing into her lung, right, and I was like, I shouldn't have sold my house. I'm like having all these regrets. Or that uh, Three Musketeers commercial says no regrets. I'm having all these regrets, right? And I'm like, I shouldn't have did this. And she said, whether you are in St. Louis or you are in Florida, God is still going to do what he's going to do. And that's the same thing with this. Baby, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. You might as well have a good night's sleep. So if you got to deal with something, you can deal with it and not be exhausted and coming from a place of exhaustion and stress because most times the things that people call us for in the middle of the night are oftentimes things that we cannot change and or control okay it's gonna be okay if you don't answer the phone it's okay if you forget to return the text it's all right people gonna be okay number eight you owe nobody an explanation for doing number seven why you ain't return my call look I don't owe you nothing. You need to talk or not. <laughs> like, not in a way that's rude. 
But if you say, look, I'm not answering my phone, well, what's going to... I'm not answering my phone. If that's just it, I'd be tired. And you don't owe anybody an explanation for doing what you're doing. You don't owe anybody an explanation for setting boundaries. Do everything in love. Don't do it with a nasty heart. But you owe nobody an explanation. Number nine, um, Brussels sprouts and asparagus are fire. And I don't know who... This is... I learned it. Okay, this is a lesson. <laughs> Brussels sprouts and asparagus are delicious. Okay, you get some olive oil, you season them things, do some grated Parmesan, and roast them. Oh, 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 of God, okay? He blessed and he broke them things. Um, number 10, when you feel like you don't have a seat at the table, God may be calling you to build it. When you think about the story of Noah and the ark, like, there it looked like it wasn't needed, Noah was chartering new territory. Noah looked crazy. Can you imagine them people? I always talk about this because this is like my favorite thing. It's like, can you imagine the people who was talking bad about Noah? Who was like, oh, he crazy. He a drunk because the Bible he was a drunkard. Um, he he a drunk. He out here building an ark. Ain't no rain out here. He crazy. Da, 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 da. And honey, when that rain came and they got on that boat, I hear Mike Jones. He's like, back then. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I was like, mm -mm. I hope you can swim good, baby. You ain't about to get on this boat. <laughs> like, uh-uh. So it is just important to understand that when you feel like, you know, oh, God, I can't, you know, you can't get in to whatever place, ask God if he's calling you to build the place. That's something that I feel like I'm coming up on in this next decade of my life, that God has shown me somewhere where I felt like I haven't been able to break through, and he let me know flat out. You're not going to ever get comfortable here because you're not staying here. So just prepare yourself. So start building the ark. Start building the table. If you feel like you don't have a seat at the table, baby, build your own table. That, like, God gives us everything. He gives us the trees. He gives us the wood. He's not going to do it for us, but he'll give you the instruction. Make sure that you're in his will. Be prayerful. Pray strategically about it and then have a strategic action plan. The enemy is strategic, so we have to be too. And I really feel like in this next season, God is calling us to build these tables, to build these entities, to start taking things back for his kingdom and for his glory. Like this area of, um, you know, with hearts over habits, like we're coming for families. Like we are going to restore families in the name of Jesus. We're going to make sure that these young women have the tools that they need to be successful. They're not going to be dependent on the welfare system, baby. We're going to be out here building these young women up. And that's something that I don't see a lot of. That's something that may not have been done before in this area. And in the way that we're doing it, we were already virtual. God gave me that strategy before COVID happened because he knew that this was going to happen and that our program needed to be online. And so now while everybody else is making the shift, we're just still building what we were already doing. It's not about us reshifting, but it's about us continuing to do what God has already called us to. So don't be afraid to build your own table. Hi guys, it's your girl Charlotte Walker, the host of God Goals and Girl Talk, here to talk to you about my new prayer journal. Ah, I'm excited. It is on Amazon. Check God's resume. Why are we checking God's resume? Not because he's not great, but because sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of the things that he's already brought us through. This journal will walk you through just documenting the great things that God has done in your life. And it has prompts for quiet time, sermon notes. It tells you how to battle and deal with things that you're struggling with, prayer strategies, anything that you need is in this journal. It will bless you. Please go out, get you a copy on Amazon. It is called Check God's Resume. I cannot wait to hear how it blessed your life. Let's get back to the show. All right, y'all. So we are back. Number 11, lesson that I learned. Student loans are ghetto, okay? So just know that if I had to do it all over again, let me free somebody. Girl, sis, I think we have some guys that listen to the podcast too. Bruh, go to community college, to my high school students, 
Baby, go to community college. This student loan game ain't what you want. Do you hear me? You don't want no smoke with these student loans. <laughs> I'm grateful that God has given me a strategy and the ability to be able to be in a position and in a field where I can get student loan forgiveness and there's different programs. And I was very strategic. And when I was collecting this debt, that I was going to be intentional about how I was going to get rid of it. But if I had to do it all over again, let me tell y'all what happened to me. I'm an overachiever and I wanted to take more than 18 credit hours. I don't recommend it. I was going through something. And so I was like, I want to take this and this. I was trying to get into my nursing classes faster. And they said, yeah, you can take evening classes at the community college. My AMP teacher, her name was Dr. Lori Paul. And I will never forget because Dr. Lori Paul said, oh yeah, I teach at the community college too. And I said, what? I'm sitting here paying $300 a credit hour at the university and you teach down the street at the community college too. It's the same teachers. It's the same teachers. Go to community college. Get your prerequisites done. If you are in high school and you have the ability to do, they have like, um, in Missouri, I know like they have like the A plus program where you tutor other people and they, you'll, if you do it for however many years, you get free school, baby, do it. If you are a part of, um, I forget what it's called here in Florida, but there's like another program, well, well, they will pay for your first two years of college. Girl, if you don't do it, if you don't get in there and take them AP classes and do some dual enrollment while it's cheaper, because these student loans are ghetto, you don't want this. <laughs> you do not want this. I promise you. You don't. Um, number 12, bills and debt, also ghetto. I <laughs> I have learned so much and learned how to be so intentional about where I put my money, right? Like cars are a depreciating asset. You can get a fancy car, you can, but I just want you to know it's gonna lose its value. And so while you out here paying $600 a month, for the 2020 whatever, whatever, I just really needed to get me from point A to point B to have some AC and to have a bumping um, music system so I can listen to worship and then on a day when I feel like it, listen to Beyonce. That's just really what I need in the car. I don't need all the names, the brands of this. Same thing with clothes. Like, where are you spending your money? It is so important to be financially literate. And so there are some bills that are okay. Like we have a mortgage. That's an okay bill to have. But some of the things that we spent money on back in the day, I was like, why did we do that? <laughs> like that was so dumb. They're like, I, we can look back, me and my husband say, oh, we probably should have did this with this money we got and did this and did this and did this and we would have been set. But our mind was not there. We were trying to keep up with the Joneses, whoever the heck those people are. And we were buying things because we wanted this instant gratification. And now we are so strategic. When I tell you I'm still driving my 2013 Charger from when I graduated um, nursing school, it'll Knight Rider is here till the wheels fall off because I'm just not in a rush to get a new car. It's a depreciating asset. And then when I get it, I'm not buying no brand new car. I'm gonna buy it used. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, it's unnecessary debt. Cars are necessary, but to do this lavish thing when you can't afford it, like, okay, you got a $600 a month car note, but you living in an apartment, but you got rims on your car. That is silly. Silly. Let's be more strategic and intentional about the resources that we have. You do not have to. People see my car and think I'm broke, and then they pull up to my house and be like, oh, this is the Lord. You hear me? That's the way it should be. Stop trying to draw attention to yourself. You don't have to do it. I shop at Target and Ross. Hmm? Ain't never been to Nordstrom in my life or Nordstrom Rack. I don't even know what any of that is. Okay, but I got clothes. They're clothes. They shrinking stuff. Who cares if they're designer? Not to say that I don't have nice things, but I don't have the need to buy nice things um, out of compulsion. Okay? You have to have some financial literacy and some, some financial strategy. And if you don't have any, shameless plug. We have classes at 
our in our life academy. So you ain't got no excuse. Get plugged in with us. We are gonna be when I tell y'all, y'all ain't ready. Like we about to pull y'all life together. But bills and debt are ghetto, especially when it's dumb stuff. Number thirteen, pandemics ghetto, all caps ghetto. <laughs> pandemics are so ghetto. This thing has really just what? Okay, couldn't go to WrestleMania. Okay. Supposed to get flew out for my birthday to the Dominican. Those are the plans that I had. But I'm grateful for whatever God gives me in this season. But child, this has been all kind of levels of ghetto. And I'm not saying that to diminish anybody's loss. This has been crazy. It's been crazy at work. It has been stressful. I'm in the middle of school, in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm like, God, I know we said that Matthew 634 was my scripture for this year. But you ain't tell me there was about to be a whole pandemic. Because I wouldn't have went back to school. <laughs> not went back to school Jesus um so just know that even though I'm in healthcare even though I love the Lord so much that I still think this is the worst like this is ghetto I just want to go outside and play I just want to go to the beach I just want to go get flewed out to Punta Cana I just want to do fun things with my friends and not be like well only 10 of y'all can come <laughs> okay so I feel it pandemics are ghetto Number 14, therapy, therapy. Do you hear me? Therapy has changed my life. Jesus and therapy. If you did not listen to that episode with my girl Jen. Hey Jen, I know you're listening, but I love you. If you have not listened to that episode with me and Jen, honey, get you a therapist. Please remember, therapists are like shoes. The first one may not fit. You may have to find some. You may have to keep going through until you find one that fits. But when you find the one, honey, look, shout out to my therapist. I ain't going to say her name because I don't know how that works. But shout out to her because I love her so much. And I look forward to our conversation. She has helped me unpack things about myself. She also um, does our couples. And she sees my husband, Solo Dolo. And she's just been amazing I've seen so much growth in him so much growth in myself and oh okay y'all heard me with that shirt that said prayer is the weapon and therapy is the strategy baby get you a therapist get you a therapist number 15 spiritual warfare is real put on the whole armor of God every day if you don't know how to put on the armor of God, go back and listen to our Ready for War episodes. Um, it is amazing. But Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor every day. Everything ain't the devil. Okay, some of it is just like us dealing with the consequences of our own actions. Sometimes we get the devil too much credit. Sometimes, child, it be you. Okay? Like that Scooby-Doo meme where it's like, let's see who's the real cause of all of my troubles. And they pull the mask and it's a picture of themselves. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be you, but I will say that spiritual warfare is real. You need to be in tune with it, and you need to cover yourself and your family every day. Put on the whole armor of God, from the helmet of salvation all the way down to the shoes of peace, okay? You need to be walking in that thing every day. The same way you put on clothes, you need to put on the whole armor of God. Number 16, boundaries are blessed, honey. I love me a good boundary. Like, nope. <laughs> nope, nope. I've had so much peace. I had so much. I was just being pulled and tugged and this and that. And boundaries are blessed. Go back. That also was an episode. I think it was one of the first ones. Boundaries are blessed, honey. God sets boundaries. There are just some things that you can't do with him. There are some places you can't cross. The first boundary was the was the tree in the garden. And you see what happened after that boundary got cro crossed? We still dealing with the consequences. Boundaries are blessed, 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 blessed. Get you some boundaries. There is a book all about boundaries that I read, and my therapist told me to read it. <laughs> there is a book all about boundaries. You need boundaries in every area of your life. If not, even, I just feel like some people don't do it intentionally, but people will pull on you and to the point where you no longer have a heart to serve them. 
And so you need to have boundaries in place to protect your peace and to protect your family. Number 17, forgiveness and reconciliation are not the same thing. Reconciliation requires repentance. So like turning away from sin, like true unadulterated change. And you may never get reconciliation and that is okay. Forgiveness is free, okay? Because we forgive others as God forgives us. So we forgive freely, but reconciliation has requirements. Let that sit in your spirit. Reconciliation and forgiveness are not the same. Reconciliation has requirements. Forgiveness is free, all right? Number 18, do not allow people to weaponize your Christianity for their benefit, all right? Being a Christian does not mean that you subject yourself to abuse. Go back and reference number four and number 17, all right? Identify you an arc, okay? Identify those behaviors. And then also know that you can forgive people, but that does not mean that you need to reconcile and be in relationship with them. And people will say, oh, I thought you was a Christian, but you don't want to be my friend no more. Baby, we not friends. <laughs> like what you did, if you still cutting up, we're not friends. Because no friend would put me in a position where I feel like I need to disconnect from you. Does that make sense? So make sure that you are giving forgiveness freely, but don't let people, oh, I thought you loved Jesus, but blah, blah, blah. No, baby. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's a scripture in the Bible where Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my father? Right? When they came like, oh, your family outside? He's like, I'm in here with my family. <laughs> like, I'm doing the work of the Lord. So just know that there, there's a time and a place, there's a time and a place for everything. Read the book of Ecclesiastes because there's a time for this and a time for that. Time for this and a time for that. It's the whole, the whole book does that. But just do not allow people to weaponize your Christianity um, to get you to do what they want you to do that mm -mm. nope um that does not mean that you are free from being um from somebody saying hey girl like you could have did this better that's different than that okay don't be like oh no charla said don't weaponize my christianity no nah, that no nah, sis you need to be held accountable if you out here cutting up you need to pull it together but don't allow people to weaponize your Christianity to manipulate you into doing certain things. Oh, because you said you was a Christian. Make sense? Great. Number 19, you should not let just anyone pray for you. Okay? Like, there is um, something called impartation where people are able, like, you know, there's like, like spiritual transfer. There's all these different things. Like if you've ever talked to somebody on the phone and you were in a good mood, but they are in a depressed mood. And by the time you get off the phone, you feel heavy. There is spiritual transfer. It is real. This ain't no hocus pocus kind of stuff. Like this is for real. Everyone that says that they're praying for you is not praying to the same God that you serve. And let's be clear, clear, very clear. As for me and my house, we serve God, God, Jesus, Jesus Christ, G like Yahweh, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. That that's that's who we roll with. Okay, I ain't got the the God of of whoever else, all them other. Nah, nah, you can miss me with all them fake um all them fake gods that people be out here serving. That's not what I'm about. So please know that some of these influencers that y'all follow that are claiming God, like, what God you serve? Straight up. Because is it Jesus Christ? <laughs> is the Holy Spirit in there? Is it the Trinity? I need to know. That's important to me. Um, number 20, God is your source. God is your source. Not a job, not a business, not anything or anybody else. God alone is your source. Don't be letting this, don't be out here working 15 jobs. These jobs are not your source. If you have a stroke and a heart attack and die because you out here working 15 jobs, God will supply all of your needs, your needs, not necessarily your wants, but your needs will be met. God is your source. Okay, because I was out here trying to do all the things. <laughs> and God said, I'm your source. God is your source. Oh, 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 oh,
Hey guys, hope you are enjoying the show. Look, take a minute to go ahead, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode, and leave a review. We love to get feedback from our listeners, and doing this will help us get advertisers that are relevant to our audience. So if you have been blessed by God Goals and Girl Talk, if this is your favorite time of the week, is to spend it with me. First of all, God bless you, sis. I love you. But take some time to go ahead and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode or a bonus episode, and make sure that you leave a review. Now let's get back to the show. All right, y'all, so let's round this thing out. So number 21, guard your heart above all else. Um, everything that you do comes from your heart. And I recently did a podcast about it called Don't Follow Your Heart. Um, and it just is so important that we guard the things of our heart, whether that be with what we watch, what we listen to, who we talk to. Um, the same way you are to guard your heart in the physical realm with what you feed your body, that same thing matters spiritually and I really have learned and gotten so much more intentional about that um, over this last decade. Number 22, you may not always feel qualified when when God calls you to be in a space or a place, but remember that he qualifies the people that he calls. I think a lot of times, you know, we've been talking about living on purpose in purpose. A lot of times we deal with things like imposter syndrome. We deal with things like perfectionism and just know that you aren't qualified. Okay. Let's just throw it out there. You're not, but God qualifies the people that he's called. If you look at all the people that he's used in the Bible, they all have had some kind of, um, I don't want to call it a defect, but some kind of something, um, some type of adversity, right? Because I don't want to call it a handicap either because that's not really what it is. But that just makes it even more for God's glory. When people are like, what? I know you used to be out here cussing and fussing and look, what God doing? What with you? Girl, that's for the glory of God. And so don't allow perfectionism. Don't allow imposter syndrome to feel like, to have you feel like you're not qualified. First of all, God is in you. So you cannot fail. Mm? Okay. Um, he will qualify you. To the places that he's called you to. As long as you stay under his covering, girl, you good. Okay? And and two, like, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Child, these people be out here playing with you. So just know that you may not feel qualified. Moses had a stuttering problem. Rahab was a prostitute. Noah liked to get drunk. Peter was out here cutting people's ears off and he was cussing. Like, God, Paul was killing Christians. Paul. New Testament Paul. He was Saul at first and he was killing Christians. So just know that he qualifies you. He cleans you, he washes you, and he qualifies you. And so you need to get out there and live out your purpose on purpose because he's qualified you to do it. Number 23, everybody else's emergency is not always your emergency. And this I struggled with because I love people. I love helping people. I love being there for people. I just love people. And I would allow like, bae, you constantly asking me for money. Like I don't mind helping people with money, but if you're constantly asking me for money and then when I, after you get the money, I don't hear from you, but you stay with your nails done. But then when I see you again, you talking about how you broke and you ain't got no money, honey, look, Everybody's emergency is not always your emergency. Sometimes people need to experience whatever they're going through because God is trying to deal with them and you need to be very prayerful about when and where you share your resources um, because I think inherently people think like, oh, well, you're a Christian, you should give, you should fix it. But no, sometimes God is trying to teach them a lesson um, and God is going to have it to where you are not in a position to help them right? Like they need to meet God in this place. God is trying to teach them a lesson about being a better steward, but here you come, Captain Save Somebody all the time, digging them out of the hole. So you need to be very prayerful and very mindful and know that everybody else's emergency is not always your emergency. If they are not being a good steward, sometimes the best thing I can do for you is put you in the financial literacy class. Sometimes the best thing I can do for you is say, come over here, sis, let me help you with the budget. Sometimes the best thing I can do for you is say, let's write a resume so we can help you get a better job. Let's come up with a plan. It's not necessarily giving you money, but then also know too that everybody's emergency ain't always your emergency. 
And that's okay. That doesn't mean that you don't love them. But that means that sometimes people intentionally or unintentionally will look to you as the source. And then we got to go back to number uh, 20 where we learned that God is the source. I ain't your source, bae. Okay? You need to get plugged into God. Number 24, naps are amazing. Like, naps are from the Lord. Naps, who Jesus. Like, after church, honey, them naps. Baby, look, let me tell y'all something. I regret being a kid in preschool and in kindergarten where they would, like, nap time. I was always up. I was in trouble for talking on my cot. Always. Um, and now I'm like, I should have took them naps. As a child, I never knew what I was doing. Huh? I was squandering my nap time. And now, naps are, ooh, chalet. Get, take you a nap today and see if it don't bless your life. All right. <laughs> Number 25. Everything is not to be shared with everybody. There are some things that God is going to call you to, call you to do, and you're going to get really excited, but you cannot share everything with everyone. There are some people who are close to you, right, that may be plotting your downfall. And that don't mean to look at everybody with a skeptical eye, but just use discernment, which is the ability to be able to kind of pick up on those things. That one friend that always got something negative to say when you tell her you're trying to do something positive, baby, don't tell her your business. That don't mean that y'all can't be friends. That don't mean that your life can't minister to her through your actions and you loving on her. But there are just some things that I'm working on that some people have no idea about. And that's okay. Because it ain't that, cause that's my business. What Auntie Tabitha say? Because that's my business. So everything is not to be shared with everyone. God will give you the appointed time to share and release things. And so make sure that you're always being sensitive to that. Because there are some people who are close to you that will be the plight of your downfall, okay? It happened to Jesus. Look at Judas. All right? Number 26. God will not allow you to be comfortable if he's called you out of the place where you're trying to stay. He has shown me this twice. And the second time around, now I'm like, oh, okay, bro, I get it. I'm not going to be here. Um, but this happened to me in St. Louis. I loved my job. I loved working at St. Louis Children's Hospital. It was amazing. I loved my friends. I loved everything about it. But I did not like living in the city of St. Louis. And it was something about it that just, ugh, like, I can't even explain it. And I know it was just like a spiritual heaviness now. But at the time, I was so immature in my faith. I had no idea. I was just like, I hate it here. And I can't explain. <laughs> I hate it here. But I loved going to work. Um, and so I loved my job. So I was like, oh, I'll leave in a couple of years. And then stuff started getting crazy at my job. God was like, no, you're going to leave today. <laughs> right? That's like when Jonah was on the boat um, trying to run away from what God called him to do. He got on that boat and there was a storm. And them sailors was like, hey, bro, you got to get off <laughs> because you don't belong here. And now you are rocking the boat for everybody else. And ain't nobody got time for this. Don't nobody want no smoke with God. Nobody of any sense. Okay? Um, number 27. Follow the cloud. Hold on. Let me go back to 26 really quick. Also know that sometimes you need to ask God whether or not the turbulence, right, that uncomfortable feeling, if that's like a demonic attack or if he's trying to tell you something and tell you that you need to leave. A lot of times people are like, ooh, girl, these people at my job, this the devil, this the devil. Or God is saying, girl, you got to go. I'm telling you to go somewhere else. So just also be sure that you pray for that, okay? Because everything ain't the devil. Like the devil, he's smart, but God is smarter and he's better and he already got the victory. So make sure that you are not always giving credit to the devil. Ask God, like, are you telling me that I need to leave? Do I need to start planning to leave? Do I need to, like, what, do, what are you calling me to do? Because this is getting crazy. All right, now, number 27, follow the cloud. Exodus 13, 21 through 22. This year, um, we found a new home church. We moved from, uh, like, the suburbs in Tampa to the city. And it was an all-day thing, and I felt really, when I knew that God was calling us to transition to another church, um, 
I just had all these emotions like, oh my gosh, is this me? I was, I would get to where we were going and I would just feel agitated and I could not figure out what it was and then figured out, I thought it was a demonic attack because y'all come on now. I'm like, I've been going here this good. Ain't nobody did nothing to me in this church. I ain't got no kind of church hurt. Like, I don't know what this is. And then um, finally, I was at home watching. I was being a bedside Baptist, as my dad calls it. <laughs> watching church online, um, Transformation Church, and Bishop Gary McIntosh did a scripture about following the cloud. And in Exodus, um, with the Israelite, with the Israelites were in the wilderness. There was a cloud that they would follow, um, and it was re representative of God. And when the cloud would move, they literally would pack up their entire camp, which sounds like small. The same one tent, these are thousands and thousands and thousands of people. They would pack up and follow that cloud. And wherever the presence of that cloud was, wherever God's presence was, that's where you move to. And God has moved us to a church that I love. Shout out to the Way Church of Tampa Bay. I love, like, I love, like, I'm just like, God, this is where you called us to. Like, it's such a great feeling. Like, the cloud is here. <laughs> like, I love, I love, I love it. And God has really moved and called us to do new things um, that may not have been possible at our previous church. Not that it was bad, but that, you know, we needed some more one-on-one -on -one intimate type stuff. And God has really provided us that in this new environment that he has sent us and called us to. And so... Who child, follow the cloud. It may seem scary, but God will confirm to you. Like I had already felt it in my spirit, had said something to my husband, but my husband had great mentors and things like that at our old church. And I was like, but I don't want to take it away from his mentors. Like, oh my gosh, what's happening? God is this you. And then I watched that sermon and then my husband came home that day because he was still going to church in, in the burbs. And I was like, I'm gonna stay here today. I'm tired. Um, and I watched that follow the cloud my husband came home and said, I think it's time for us to switch churches. <laughs> and I said, God, you are showing out. Follow the cloud. Um, number 28. I put this in all caps to myself. At, at, with the hand. At, at, sis. Mm -mm. God knows the plans. You need to talk to him first before you start doing all the things. Let me tell y'all, cause I'll do all the things. I was like, I'm gonna be a notary. I'm gonna be a rocket scientist. I'm gonna be a nurse too. And I'm gonna also start this business over here. Like I was doing all the things. Just know that God has the plans that he knows the plans that he's has for you. Jeremiah 29 11 tells us that. And that you need to talk to him because you'll be out here wasting your energy on something he told you, he never said for you to do. Remember that I say all the time, everything that's good is not always God. So you have to be mindful of that. Number 29, people can be like toddlers. Don't condone, and when I say people, I mean adults. Adults can be like toddlers. Don't condone or pacify their negative behaviors. Pray for them and get on about your business. And I said it just like that to myself, get on about your business, sis. Look, because you don't get what you want from me, you throw a tantrum, all right, babe, let me pray for you because you're acting like a kid. I'm not going to condone it. I'm not going to cave, right? Because, like, you're you're acting like a toddler. And some of us act like toddlers in the spirit, and that's a whole nother thing. Um, Just pray for them and be on your way. Some people need to be blocked and be blessed. Hmm? That's one for free. <laughs> be blocked and be blessed at the same time. <laughs> So don't, you know, don't reinforce those negative behaviors. Again, y'all know I don't care about titles. I don't care who it is. You need not to condone negative behaviors. Okay. And last but not least, this is my favorite one. Girl, God made you. God called you. He loves you like crazy and he will keep you always. It doesn't matter what they say. What did God say? Who did God call you to be? Who did God say you are? Walk in that. Walk in that says, God loves you. Like, not even a little bit. His son died for you. His son. Who you got that you love? Would you give them up for people? Nope. Because I wouldn't sacrifice my dog for some <laughs> Like, nope. <laughs> so, God gave up his son for us. Don't ever take that lightly, how much he loves you. 
he loves you, he loves you, he loves you, he loves you like crazy. And I had to learn that. And love looks like many different things. In some season, love looks like discipline. He disciplines you because he loves you. Love looks like comfort. Love looks like, go back to number one, God can, and he is, and he will always be. So that's it. Those are my 30 lessons. Cheers to the next decade of my life. Whoop, whoop. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I just have so much enjoyed this time and um, just everything that God has done. It has been amazing. Um, I'm so grateful for all of you. I thank you all for just spending this time with me. Um, and yeah, I love y'all. I will see y'all at 30. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.